Hi everyone, I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth, and this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. This week's guest is Beatrice Dixon, founder and CEO of The Honey Pot, a plant-based feminine hygiene line created with the goal to provide women a healthy alternative to feminine care that is free of chemicals, parabens, carcinogens, and sulfates. After suffering from bacterial vaginosis for months, Beatrice's grandmother visited her in a dream and gave her the formula to heal herself. Sure enough, within days of using that formula, she was healed, and the rest is history. Today, the honeypot is sold in retailers nationwide like Target, Walmart, and Whole Foods. In this episode, Beecher shares all the details of launching her brand from sharing her product in the Whole Foods parking lot to how she got on the shelves of Target. Yes, it was through going to a hair show. We chat about tips for standing out and getting noticed, how she's relied on her gut and intuition over the years, tips for feeling your best in order to perform your best, and why it's important to listen to your body daily. Keep listening to learn all about Beatrice and the Honeypot. Beatrice, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's so wonderful and fun to see you. It's so good to see you. We've known each other for a long time. I know. So we go back way, I'm trying to think of what year it was, but it was pretty early on in me starting Purely Elizabeth and Mm -hmm. you were a rock star helping to (laughs) spread the word at Wildfire and Epic. Yeah. So you certainly come a long journey into creating this amazing brand. And so- Congratulations and excited to really dive in because I I know I've heard bits and pieces, but excited to hear your full story and your journey and the why and all of that. So let's let's go back to the beginning and really what led you to start Honeypot. What led me to start Honeypot is I, by the way, everybody, I'm in my hammock, (laughs) FYI. Which looks so comfortable. Uh, It is. It really feels good. So first of all, thank you for asking me to come and speak with you and share my story. Back in 2012, I had an almost year-long bout with bacterial vaginosis. Really, it was like between 2011 and 2012. And I tried everything. I, I like, I went on Google. <laughs> I tried every remedy that you can imagine. I went to the doctor. I, I took medicine. I Nothing worked. Every month, Right after I got my cycle, I'm going to give you all the information just because yeah, it's for real. sure. It's real. As soon as I was finished with my period, I would get an infection. And it was crazy because I felt like, I don't want to say I felt like a failure, but I just felt like I couldn't get a handle on my body. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. I couldn't get it right. And I, and which you and I, I mean, you went through a lot, which is how you led into your brand, right? Yeah. And it's very similar. I mean, obviously, it's completely different situations. But one morning, I had a really vivid dream with my grandmother. And the thing to understand is that my grandmother passed away when my mother was like a child. So I never met her. I wasn't even thought of when my grandmother transitioned. But in the dream, she told me that I needed to essentially, she had given me a list of ingredients. And it was just clean stuff. It was like apple cider vinegar, water, 
coconut oil, lavender, like very simple ingredients. And she told me that this was what was going to solve my problem, but I had to remember it. So I kept repeating the ingredients over and over again. And then it seemed like I must have repeated them a hundred times. And then she told me to wake up. And when I woke up, I, I literally woke up saying apple cider vinegar, lavender, water, coconut oil. Like I woke up saying the ingredients. It was wow, crazy. That's wild. It's crazy. And I wrote it down because I kept a book by my bed at that time. And I need to keep a book by my bed now. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept, but yeah, but I kept a book by my bed and I wrote it down and I went to work because I worked at Whole Foods at the time and I pulled together all those ingredients And I made myself a formula and I started using it. So within a couple of days, I pulled the, I had made this formula. I had put it, I didn't put it in a pump bottle. I I just put it in like a mason jar or something because I didn't know what to put it in. And I started using it. And in like four or five days, everything went away. It was like magic. It was crazy because I had BB at that time. It was insane. And I was like, wow shit, I really need to do this. You know what I mean? Like, So in that instant, were you like, okay, let's make this into a product? Yeah, because in an instant, I was like, if this can work for me, then this could probably work for all the humans that I was on those Google forums with. I don't, Instagram and all those things may have been out, but I was going on, I was going on Google forums and I, I was going on, you know, I was talking to people to try to figure out what was working for them. And that's what everybody was doing. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a real crazy. need. It was, it's a real need and it still is a real need, but I was like, okay. And then we just went for it. And for like a year and a half, I didn't sell anything. I just gave it away. Cause I had to make sure that it worked. And Simon, my co-founder, he would just give me his, he got, he had a credit card with a $500 limit on it. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, you know, I would just use that card and I would just and and I would buy ingredients and I would make it. And then I would like I would at work, I would help people in the store because I was a really I was a really good salesperson at Whole Foods, you know. And Were you working I, in body care? I was I working at Whole Body. Okay. Yep. So it was and, right in your wheelhouse, really. Yep. And anybody that had a vagina issue, <laughs> my team would send them to me. And then I would walk them to the register and then let them know I wanted to walk them to the car. And then I would walk them to the car and then tell them about my product. Maybe five times out of five, somebody would be like, sure, I'll try it. Because when you're desperate, you're desperate. But that's how we got started. Wow. So coming back to the dream, two questions. One, had your grandmother visited you in dreams before or was this one of the first times? This was the first time. Wow. She had never visited me in a dream before. That's wild. And then two, did you typically have these sorts of vivid dreams or? I would have dreams or senses or, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, my uncle was always like playing the lottery or doing the doing like these mail these letters in the mail he was always the one who had a hustle and I remember him telling me him to give me he asked me to give him lottery numbers and I did I gave him some lottery numbers it's crazy because he didn't play the lottery that day 
but every number that I gave him hit. It was insane. Wow. He would have he would have won the lottery. So things like that have happened. I've definitely have deja vu a lot. I do dream about things. Not it's not always as vivid as as that dream was. I do have feelings about things. So things happen. I don't know what to call it. I don't really need to call it anything, but that that type of clarity was very is unique in my world. But yeah. I do have moments of clairvoyance, if that makes sense. You know, for sure, it sounds that yeah. and like a real intuitive, probably, yeah. which I'm yeah. sure has served you well now over over the years, especially you know as you run your business and really leaning into yeah. your gut, probably a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's now we have a process, a very sophisticated process on creating products, but for years there was no process like my gut right. was the process. and <laughs> frankly too, up until this past year we, yeah let's like, oh, launch this two weeks later whole foods here's a sample right <laughs> <laughs> no and, and <clears throat> even still because i'm still the head of product innovation i still i'm still doing it off my gut let's not bullshit each other you know what i mean but 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 i but i'm willing to take i'm willing to go through the process because once you have a team, you have to listen to your team, right? Right. So, yeah. Okay, so you're in taking people outside of Whole Foods, telling them <laughs> about Honeypot. Did was it the name Honeypot at that point? Did you have a name, or no. it was just like, hey, try my concoction? <laughs> I had a name because I felt like at first I wanted to take this on with, like, this is even before I took it to Simon. I felt oh, and like how I did wanted- you meet Simon? Me and Cy met years and years, and like almost 15 years ago or more, actually. No, 15 years ago. We met at, we just met out. Like we, we met at a, like a bar or something in Atlanta. I don't even remember what bar it was, but we met and, and we just instantly became close friends. You know okay. what I mean? So he was a friend. Well, he's like my brother. You know, he's my, he's my chosen brother. And I call him that. I don't call him my friend. I say he's my brother because he is, but it had a name. I don't remember what it was because I had gone to one with, to one of my friends that I worked with and I was like, Hey, do you want to help me with this? I'm working on something cool. She ended up being like, this is too much for me. Like I can't do this, which was fine. Yeah. And we had came up with the name together. And then when she left, she wanted to take the name and I, so I was like, cool, whatever. And then I had to figure out the name. And the, the way that the name came is I was driving down the street in Atlanta. And I, not far from where I live now, actually. And I was driving by Buddy's gas station. If, if anybody that's listening to this is from Atlanta, they'll know where that is. And I saw this band poster. And it was the Honeypot Band. <sighs> And I was like, whoa, that's what I'm gonna call, that's what I'm gonna call the company, the honeypot. Cause I was I was like working through names of like pet names for the vagina or nicknames for the vagina. I couldn't call it the vagina company. Right. Like, the world <laughs> I mean, just was could, not but... ready. <laughs> right. But the but I if if I called it that now, yeah, totally different. After this culture shift, maybe. But then no. Like yeah. it this shit would have never went anywhere. 
That's funny. I feel like sometimes when you people naming their companies, when you know, you know, and it just hits you. Yeah. When you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So you're in this moment. And then how do things progress? Because I know certainly you were at Whole Foods and then Mm -hmm. working as a broker and then at Rhythm, all those things, I'm sure, collectively, certainly to help scale and get to launch time of how talk us through that process. Yeah, man. I was working at Wildfire Sales then, and we we went to the Bronner Brothers Hair Show, and that's a it's a hair show in Atlanta. And I just felt like by this time, me and Cy were working together. He was giving me a credit card. I literally had to get on my hands and knees and beg him to do this because I didn't have any money. Like there there was no way I was going to be able to do it. And so he went with it, and 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 he got one of his friends, Troy, and and they pulled together the money and we went to the hair show. I mean, we bought bottles and labels and ingredients and like weight because I was making I was making it in the kitchen and it wasn't in a manufacturer. So we had to like figure out a way to make an assembly line. It was crazy. And this to you was like, okay, this is the moment that it's going to either like make the business sort of. It's either it's going to make it or it's going to flop. Yeah. And that's literally what I told Cy. I was like, bro, if this does not work, I will never bring this to you again. Because it was, you know, it was starting to be a lot. Right. Like, like I was like, I was charging up this $500 credit card every month and like, not making any money sure I mean people were like paying me through eat like I would go and drop it off to them and they would pay me something because they just felt bad (laughs) taking it for free but it wasn't a return on investment at all and I told him if it worked that I would never come to him with it again and we did it we went with 600 bottles it was crazy it was insane and it's crazy Elizabeth because we sold all of them in like three days and it was it was so bizarre because people would buy it because they hadn't seen a feminine care company at hair show show before you know but I felt like that would be the perfect place to launch because it's nothing but humans with vaginas walking around you know what I mean right so a great way to stand out to all these people who are consumers exactly and they would come and they would buy it and then they would go home and use it and then they come back the next day and they bring all their friends and they buy more. It was crazy. It was a crazy time, but it was beautiful because we sold out. And then that communicated that it was time. Like we were on the right track, but yeah, it was crazy. That's amazing. That Thank must've you. been such a great feeling of like, all right, we've made it. And now, and now what? And now where do we now, go from here? Because that's was, just the beginning, which is also scary of, okay, now to take the steps. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was amazing. It was an amazing feeling, but it was scary because then we had to figure out now what. But those were the, not to say that these times aren't the fun times because they totally are. But the energy was just different. Oh, yeah. You know? like that, those highs are just so different. Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard in, in your story that somehow that show connected to how you got into Target. Is that true? Yes. Yes. I think. Well, we were. So we went on this like we we figured out that that was a niche. Right. There was the Bronner Brothers hair show. There was like the Talia Waheed hair show. There was like natural hair show. There was women's expo. So we were like, okay, 
this is what we need to be doing. We need to be doing these hair shows, Essence Fest. Sampling the product, getting it sampling, like direct getting to that it, consumer. Exactly. We would get vans and drive them to wherever we were going. It was crazy. And we figured out that that was like the thing that we needed to do. And so fast forward to 2016, we get an email <laughs> in our support email from a Target buyer. And she's like, I've heard about your products. I'm really excited. By this time, we have our washes going. And then we're wholesaling other products. Like we're wholesaling wipes. And we're wholesaling pads. And because I wanted to see what worked. Because all these all these period brands were popping up. Like the period store was popping up. Lola was popped up. Core was popping up. And I wanted to really have a case a bit of a case study to figure out what we were where we were going to go as a brand obviously we figured out that people wanted to buy their products from one place they didn't want to be shopping around so we get this email and you know I had a a million holy shit moments in like one moment it was crazy because literally weeks before that I had told Linda, who's another co-founder, I was like, Linda, Target is the store. Like, that's the one I want to be in. And it's crazy because, like, just weeks after, like, maybe not even three weeks after, two, three weeks after, that's when we got that email. Wow. So we get the email. I get back to her. I don't know if this is what they still do, but then you remember you had to meet over the phone. And then they would invite you in if they were interested. Yep. You were already a bigger brand by then, but still, I don't know if they it was if it was the same for you. You met over the phone in like for like a 15 or 30 minute meeting. And then from there, you got invited into the Minnesota meeting, like the real meeting. And that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's crazy because the way that the buyer heard about Honeypot was she had just gotten the job at Whole Foods, or excuse me, at Target. And she was an external hire and she had locks and she went, she was going to get her hair done. And she started obviously talking to the hairdresser about what she did. And her hairdresser had very likely went to one of our shows and met us at one of the hair shows we were doing and was like, you have to look at Honeypot, their black owned brand or this, they're that. And that's how she found out about us. That's amazing. It's crazy. That's, I mean, there's so many, I think, nuggets of good recommendations there for people. I mean, one, I think just thinking outside of the box and being and going to the hair show in general. Yeah. Like, you're not just at a show with personal care products and a sea of other like or somewhat right. like brands. Exactly. Like, that was so smart. And, and just like, you never know where these conversations then can lead. You never know. Exactly. So it feels like from the outside that Target's now really played a big role in that kind of trajectory of, of oh. taking off and the partnership you've had. Any tips around that if someone's starting out thinking about finding that retail partner? Yes, you need to find the retail partner that's going to go in with you. For us, Target was and is that partner. But now Walmart's that partner for us. Kroger is becoming that partner for us. Like, a lot of times retailers need to put their feet in the pool before they jump in, you know, or they want to see what's happening with the broader market before they take a chance and put it on their shelf because they can't mess it up. Right. Like they yeah. have to, their shelves have to perform. But 
Target is and was and continues to be a major innovation partner for us. And to this day, Target has the largest portfolio of Honeypot products. I think after this set, this next set that's coming up, because we're launching like 12 new products. Wow. I want to say they have 50. Holy cow. Views on the shelf. It's insane. So let's dive into that. For someone who is new to Honeypot, what are some of you know the must-try products and guardrails around ingredients, all that good stuff, diving in there? So I think the must-try product, first and foremost, is our sensitive wash. It's the number one wash in the country. And that's not Congratulations. Natural. That's Thank amazing. You. Thank you. That and that's not like number one natural wash. That's just number one wash. And that's so cool. But it's beautiful and it's clean and it's very delicate. Even the normal wash is delicate, but you can pretty much use it in almost any scenario. Children your children can use it. The only thing is if you're pregnant, just like with anything, you want to just double check with your doctor prior to making any moves or using any particular products. But so our sensitive wash by far, our wipes are really beautiful. We also make a cucumber aloe wash that we launched last year that has really become a hit because it, because aloe and cucumber are both like skin food in a way. So it gives you a real softness, but has a bit of a fresher scent. We use like cucumber extract. It's really beautiful. And then our wipes are wonderful just to have on the go. We also make a really great, we call them panty sprays right now, but they're actually, we're actually changing the name because they're kind of like an all over body spray and they're clean, natural deodorants, right? But the cool thing is they're in a spray bottle. We use very beautiful, delicate ingredients in there as well. Our herbal menstrual pads are my favorite. I cannot use another pad, even though we just came out we came out last year with a non-herbal pad line, but I just can't, I just can't do it. It's, I, I can't try anything else. Our, we make a very beautiful vulva cream um, and the cream is made with lavender and coconut oil and honey and cocoa butter. It's gorgeous. Funny, we have so many products. How many SKUs do you so, have? Almost 90. Wow. It's crazy. That's a lot. It I guess it's lot. really different in personal care versus food to be, it is. you know, you yeah. want this entire, or you're able to at this point have such a bigger uh, presence on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. We went into treatments a couple years ago. It's natural. It's still cosmetic, but we make boric acid and herb suppositories. We have some really beautiful products that are coming out that are kind of in the that are actually OTC, so they're over-the-counter drugs, but they're blended with the power of our herbs and really beautiful ingredients. So we're doing some really cool stuff. You know what I mean? Very, very innovative, very clean. Everything that we do is clinically tested. We're working to be probably the most, not probably, I'm pretty sure I can say, the most scientifically clinically tested bat brand on the market when you're thinking of feminine care. That's incredible. So yeah. how rigor, like how hard is that to have as part of your process? Uh, it's, it's, 
it's hard because it takes time. Mm-hmm. And if anything has to change, you have to actually redo your clinical trial again. So the timing is hard. It's costly. Because when you do a proper clinical trial, you need at least 30 participants. And when you think of the fact that we have so many products, right. the good so thing I. is, the, yeah, the good thing is that when you're testing, when you're doing clinical trials and you're testing your pads, for example, you don't have to necessarily test regular super overnight. You can kind of pick and choose out of the portfolio which ones are going to be the best because it'll typically communicate because the size may be different and sure. the absorption may be different. But if there's similarities, if there's a, a certain percentage of similarities, then you don't necessarily have to test every single skew. But, you know, so so that's a, that can be a little bit challenging. And then with clinically testing, I mean, you have to be able to pull together the right amount of, of participants. So that takes time to... What's your um, time? What's your, I guess, time from beginning R&D to launch into market? Honestly, it happens within a year. Wow, that's faster than I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It takes a year. And now, but but we've already started maybe five months ago, we started planning for 23. So we're starting to plan for the year forward, like a year and a half in advance, just because we're starting to get into much more sophisticated types of products. We're doing things that haven't necessarily been done before. And so that calls for more rigor. That calls for starting a little bit earlier. And even with our pads, like we've already developed pretty much all the menstrual products that we're going to develop. They go through clinical trials. They they go through absorbency testing. We have to test the textile, the cotton, to make sure that it's organic, that it doesn't have the pesticide. That it, you know what I mean? So there's just so many levels and steps to how things have to to how things have to go through the testing in order for us to launch them at this point. But it's good because we can actually say that 28 out of 30 people had such and such of a results or 30 out of 30 people felt like this product moisturized their skin or we can be very specific about the results and we can actually publish those results because it's been through the right amount of testing in order for us to make the claim because as you know in our world the fda doesn't really regulate our types of products right and well for food they do do. but but when you're dealing with herbs when you're dealing with natural skincare, supplements, things like that, they don't really, they don't monitor that. So you have to be very conscientious about what you say and what kind of claims you're going to make, which is also the reason why we had to do clinical trials, because we wouldn't be able to say some of the things that we wanted to say unless we could prove it. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's, that's super important. I think there are a lot of brands out there who are saying whatever, because there isn't a lot of regulation in... right that and in supplements etc so i think it's a great watch out and then for you guys what you're doing to be able to have that to back it up and and be able to say it because factual to be true just as a consumer you want to really support those sorts of brands absolutely absolutely And, and with with the supplements because it's really hard to clinically test the supplement something that's going inside the body yeah but what the hack that you do for that is you you use ingredients that have been clinically tested. 
So you can say such and such ingredient has been clinically tested. And because of that, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. So now having 90 products, which is a lot more than your than the wash that you were giving out in the Whole Foods parking lot. Yeah. I'd love to hear some of the biggest lessons that you've learned and what tips to share in, in building and scaling your business. I think the biggest lesson is like, just be here for the journey when you're hungry and you're trying to get it off the ground. And in my world, I worked in the world of, I, I, I got people's products on shelves, right? I sold people's products off the shelves. So I knew what success looked yeah. like. And I wanted so badly to experience that, right? And I remember feeling so hungry and so rushed. And so, like, I wanted to rush the process. But you can't rush the process. It's, it just takes the time. that It's, it's like when you're driving across the country. It just takes the time that it's going to take. And you really have to be here for the journey. And it's really important to fail. It's really important to make mistakes. It's really important to just be in it. I think that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned. Because there's so much that you don't control. Mm -hmm. But in the early years, you want to control everything because you just want to be what you deem to be successful. And honestly, if we're real, you are successful, even if you just got it, even if you just went to the secretary of state and got and, and registered your company, you are successful when you name your product. You are successful when you create a label and you go to GS1 and get a good and get a barcode. You are successful when you just sell one bottle on your website. You build this website and you think everybody's going to come. And then nobody comes, <laughs> you know, and then each and step, then like, yeah, yeah, you know, like six, the success is not in, it's not more quantity, it's more quality. And I, I think that that's one of the most beautiful parts about doing what we do. We actually get, we get to put beautiful products on the shelf. We get to hopefully we get to be busy and we get to have a, a huge brand, right? And I'm saying that collectively, us as founders, not specifically at Honeypot. And, and then the other thing that I think that I learned is how important it is that, to take care of yourself and your mind. Because when you're not well in there, it's really hard to do your business. If you're not happy, if you're not, if you don't really have a pathway to happiness, if you, if you're not well inside and whatever that means, I'm not necessarily talking about an illness, but like a physical illness or a disease. But I do, I think that mental illness, it, it is an illness. And I think it's important to know if you have that going on, it's important to do what you have to do to take care of yourself because as your business grows, it's, it would be very hard to maintain yourself and maintain that growth. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. As I mean, it, from a holistic health standpoint, it's like health is not just what you're uh -huh. eating, but it's all the factors. It's how you're yeah. taking care of yourself mentally, your career, your spirituality, relationships, et cetera. Everything. 
So yeah. what has been over the years, I guess, what's been really helpful for you to feel your best, nourish yourself and your kind of wellness philosophy? I think um, allowing myself to feel, knowing when, I'm, when, knowing when I'm not feeling at my best, accepting that and, and not just working myself to death, even though I work a lot, not holding things in. If I feel something, I let it out. I don't. Do you, I, how, do, how do you let it out? In what way? I mean, <laughs> sometimes, because sometimes it's the people that you love that you're closest to, you can take it out on. Like I, me and my boyfriend live together and it doesn't happen often, but sometimes I'll be feeling something and it will communicate to him. Like, or I could literally just, I don't do it every day, but I like just write in my journal exactly how I feel. And sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it's jibber jabber. Sometimes it's like to the left, to the right. It's crazy, but I just write it down. However I feel. I talk to a therapist. She's kind of a bit of an esoteric therapist, but I dig that because I'm very esoteric. Sometimes I just sit in my hammock and work, right? Sometimes, sometimes I just need to like turn it off and put on a show. Sometimes I need to stop and cook. I, I just... Whatever I do, I try not to repress what I feel because repression births really terrible shit. And so I drink water. Sometimes I'm good at exercising. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I will, I'll just do like a 15 minute stretch routine. I eat well. When I'm home, I try not to eat out at all. It doesn't happen. That's a hard goal to have. Yeah. <laughs> being, being an entrepreneur, because my partner is an artist. He's doing his own thing too. So sometimes if he's got a show or something, and I've got a million things, we're busy. So it's like, let's just go eat. Let's just go out mm -hmm. to dinner because I, I can't. I've had enough. But, but we really try. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really, really try. And I think I just want to. I just want to be well. And I just want to be happy. And I just want to flourish and I just want my life to be abundant. And I think that that's where it starts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so everybody's going to have a different way. That's just my way. But I learned that because I, I, I mean, I remember being in a relationship that just, I was in a marriage that, that just did not serve me. I wasn't happy. I don't like the word depressed, but I, I'll say it. I was depressed. I was anxious. I I, I walked on eggshells. I didn't like how my body looked. I like, I just lived in my head. Not your best. Yeah. No, I was not my best. I, I wasn't nice to people. I wasn't nice to myself. I didn't feel like I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember living with that every day and still needing to run this business and work a full-time job. And I mean, you remember, Elizabeth, like I was traveling three to four weeks out of the month. So and much. I mean, we, we had to. We had right. a territory yeah. and we had three stores to visit and, and you had to push it. And I was trying to run Honey Pot at the same time. Not trying. We were running it at the same time. It was insane. That is a lot to be juggling and not it's feeling a, your best. And not feeling your best. 
and we were raising money at a time. It was insane. So stressful. It yeah. was crazy. The cortisol levels were through the roof. But I'm grateful for those times because that's what makes me so passionate about being well. Because I know what it looks like to not be. Mm-hmm. And I just can't go back there, man. I can't. And so I do everything in my power. And if I can't, if I'm just having a day or a moment, because that's really all that it is. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just lay down on the couch, man. I'm not doing shit today. <laughs> that's what my body <laughs> needs. Yeah. My mind. Yeah. What do you do? I I would say I'm a big like morning person. And so definitely setting up my day with like movement every morning for, yeah. you know, not just more so my mental than the physical. Yeah, I, I agree. It's all about listening to your body. Like if there's moments that I just don't feel like I just need a break and really yeah. taking a break. But I didn't do that at the beginning of starting Purely Elizabeth at all. I mean, I remember getting up, putting like workout clothes on never actually working out and like sitting (laughs) sitting in that chair until seven o'clock at night and it was just that constant and it took years i think until really realizing that like i need to nourish myself and whether that meant like taking a bath or just like cooking dinner which i find really meditative and relaxing but um curious do you have a morning routine or a night routine something that's like a must that I have start and end my day. I try not to routine myself because I don't want to just be doing something because I just to yeah. do it. Like, I think my routine is like allowing myself to do what I feel to do in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that um, for a time I meditated every day, but then there were some times where I was like, you know what? I don't feel like meditating right now. And I'm like, if I don't feel like meditating, then I shouldn't meditate because then I'm just doing it in vain. I think that's a really important thing, though, that you're saying, because I'm wondering if like you've you've also gotten so far on your wellness journey that, you know, you're like, if I don't feel like meditating, I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to do this other thing that I know is going to make me feel good. Yes, because everything can be a meditation. Right. Cooking can be a meditation, like you just said taking a shower and just being in the shower, just taking a shower and really being there when I'm washing my body, doing laundry, sitting down. I don't do it often enough, literally just getting up and going on a walk, just whatever, like watering my plants, taking a minute to make my bed. You know what I mean? Like all of those things are sources of meditation to me. Because driving, just driving. And if I'm in my head being like, B, just drive. Don't think right now. Just drive. So I I don't have any particular thing that I must do every day. I wake, if I'm here, I, you know, I woke up and I'm, I'm, I'm extremely, I guess that's something I am every day. I'm very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. All right, we're going to switch to some rapid fire Q&A. Okay. The best advice you've gotten in the past six months? Ooh. In the past six months. 
sit down. <laughs> my boyfriend always tells me to sit down. <laughs> He's like, stop, sit down. Take a moment. Don't touch anything. Yes. Favorite book, podcast, or mentor, something for growth, personally or professionally? Favorite book. That's hard, but Osho's Secret of Secrets. And what is that lesson from oh. that? Oh. Sounds like a lot of lessons. It's a lot of lessons. But I think the most beautiful lesson that Osho has to teach is literally just to be here right now. There is no other time. There's no other moment. There's no other place except for wherever you are. That's the only one. And the beautiful thing is that we're all experiencing that every moment of the day, good or bad. This is it. It's the best moment of your life. Three random things that you're currently loving could be TV show, product, whatever. Mm. I am currently loving this brand called Simply Divine. They have this moisturizer that you put on your lymph nodes. So you like start up here and then you go, your lymph nodes are all on the top of your breast and underneath your arms and in your groin. And I just lube myself down with that every morning and every night. My boyfriend, because I just love him. He's so wonderful and sweet and cute. And my myself, my relationship with myself. Beautiful. Thank you. What do you want more of in your life? Oh, beautiful, amazing homes. I'll take that. That's a good one. <laughs> in a particular place, do you have in mind? Yes, particular places. Yes, yes, yes. But, and, but that's probably not the, the answer, but I, I want more abundance. And I just want a really beautiful, amazing, incredible, like I have my eyes closed because I feel it from like the depths of my soul. I just want the most beautiful, amazing, lovely experience in my life. And that fans out to my family, to where I live, to what I drive, to how my house smells, to what my plants look like, to how organized my plate, you know what I mean? Like, I just want the most beautiful, amazing, easy, abundant, clear, beautiful life. I love that. Yeah. What do you want less of in your life? Lack. I want less lack. I want to be, I want to appreciate my moments. I want less. I want less and less for me to have moments where I don't feel great, where I don't feel grateful, Mm -hmm. where I'm not really appreciating the moment that I'm in, you know? Your favorite honeypot moment. Oh, man. Getting into Target. Getting that email. Getting that email. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know that these are rapid fire, but the second was when we got the opportunity to do the the Target commercial. 
Oh, let's talk about that for a second. Elizabeth, I didn't even know it was going to be a commercial. Wait, so what did you think it was going to be? I didn't know what it was going to be. They just sent an email and they were like, we want you to be a part of this thing. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I got there and, um, and I was like, huh, this seems like a big production for like <laughs> a social media post. Like I thought it was something Just like a random, like real. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like even a, called a real probably when this shot, but like some random unimportant thing. Holy cow. They were like, no, B, this is a big, this is like a major fucking thing. Like this could launch on, this could, this is going to be on every, like on every network. It's probably going to launch with on Super Bowl. Like it was crazy. Oh my. And was it on Super Bowl? I don't remember. It, 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 the commercial launched during Super Bowl. Like I have no way that called me and I swear to God, I swear. That is like my that brother called been me and was crazy. like, I just saw your commercial. I had no idea, Elizabeth. I was so like, because I just agree to stuff. It, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like if it, it targets asking me to do it, sure, it could be anything. And I'd be like, yeah, sure. I don't care. You know, well, <laughs> but you put yeah. out there that you wanted abundance and <laughs> that's what you got. <laughs> That's Very incredible. I love so, that so much. Such a joy. Thank you. All right. Our last rapid fire. What is your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey? Mm. Number one non-negotiable. My time. I have a very, I respect my time a lot because that's really all I got using it wisely yeah and I, I don't like to waste it so you know at this point in my life if I don't want to go I'm not going if I'm if I go and I want to leave I'm leaving but yeah my my time is a non-negotiable it's all I have really mm -hmm. all the other shit is made up yeah well, B, thank you so much. This was so fun. You had so many thank good you. words of wisdom. In closing, what's next for you? Anything else that we haven't covered? I'm just personally, I just want to continue moving and being happy and enjoying my life. And professionally, I just want to keep creating beautiful products and curating shelves and curating people's experience for how they take care of their body. And I just want to continue to be good to my team and for us to just continue to grow as a company and as units and individuals. It's really important. Well, with that, where can everybody find Honeypot? So you can go to thehoneypot.co or thehoneypot.com because we bought the .com recently. You, what I would suggest is you go to the store locator on our website and put in your zip code. And essentially, wherever we are will come up. But I'm grateful to say there's not many places that Honey Pie is not sold. So you can go to Target, Walmart, Walgreens, Kroger, Meyer, Bed Bath & Beyond, Wegman. Like She's everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I'm grateful for that. Thank you. And yeah, so go to thehoneypot.co. Go to our store locator. If you want to buy it online, you can buy it online. But if you want to go into a store, figure out where we are. 
And I would suggest calling before you go to make sure it's in stock. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations. Thank you you, you have done an incredible job. It's so nice to see you. Thank so you. So nice to see you too. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.